What's up, everybody? Avenged Sevenfold have finally announced their new album. They're finally going to start playing shows. Your boy's going to try to go. I don't know if I'm going to have the luck to get tickets, but wish me luck. They're playing the Kia Forum on June the 9th. I'm ready, man. But that's all I got for you guys. Remember, follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. Like always, I'm Adrian. Welcome back to the Punch in the Mouth podcast. Um, crazy fights this past weekend, right? Crazy fights. We have Peter Young versus Marab versus Billy. Congratulations to Marab. We'll get into that a little later. We had the opening of the Lightweight Grand Prix, Tofik Mozaya versus Alexander Shabli. And then in the main event, you had... Usman Nurmagomedov versus Benson Henderson. Crazy, crazy fights. We're going to get into that, plus much more. But first and foremost, I want to know how everybody's doing. Hope everybody's well. Um, Yeah, man. So I officially turned 30 on Sunday. Right now it is Tuesday. It is dark. It is gloomy. I hate it. But what can you do? But let's get into it, man. We're going to start with Bellator since that's what happened first. Usman Nurmagomedov defeated Benson Henderson. Alexander Shabli defeats Tofik Mozaev. Linton Vassell defeats Valentin Moldovsky. Michael Venom Page defeats Goichi Yamauchi. Enrique Barzola defeats Eric Perez. Now for this MVP fight, that leg kick was gross. I don't know how that dude breaking people's femurs like that. I think that's what they said, that he broke his femur. Like, that's gross. Let's go back and look at it. But I believe what people are saying is that he broke his femur. Let's see. I've never seen that in my life. Pros react to Michael Page's gruesome leg kick finish at Bellator 292. And a gruesome sight. Page needed just 26 seconds to end the night of Goichi Yamuchi on Friday night. In San Jose, MVP appeared to badly injure his foe's kneecap with his first strike, a kick to Yamuchi's lead right leg. Yamuchi immediately fell to the ground in pain as referee Edwards Colonatis rushed in to stop the contest. The result marked a victorious return to the MMA cage for Page following his bare-knuckle boxing detour against Mike Perry. It also gave Page his 11th TKO-KO win under the Bellator banner, the most ever in promotions history, as well as an opportunity to call for a title shot against Bellator welterweight champion Yagoslav Amosov next. I mean, I mean, that's a good fight, but, you know. Check out the reaction from the pros to Paige's brutal finishing sequence. I mean, it was gross. <laughs> like, at first, I'm like... What happened? But as soon as I saw the dude point to his leg, I'm like, this is over. This is over because what happens now is it's a legal hit, so it's over. We're going to get into it more with the Tofik Mozaev 
fight. But it was over. Like, dude, I'm like, dude, really? So now he gets to fight. Yagoslav Amosov. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. But I believe Amosov's strength are going to outweigh. Because you already saw what Logan Storley did to MVP. Now can MVP learn from that and be like, okay. I'm not going to let this guy ragdoll me like this other guy did. Yes. But it's remained to be seen that he can actually stop him when they start fighting. That's all I'm going to say on that. So, Linton Vassell versus Valentin Modovsky. That was a crazy fight. That was a crazy, crazy fight. Linton Vassell defeats Valentin Modovsky via KO. But these guys were fighting like if they were in the lightweight division, not heavyweight. I mean, it was nasty. But good on them, bro. Alexander Shavli defeats Tofik Mozaev. Now... I understand I was very high on Tufik Mozaev, but I didn't realize how old he was. I didn't know he was 34. I thought he was a lot younger. Now, with that being said, Tufik Mozaev was losing the fight, but the way that fight ended, oh my God, that was horrible. So the way it ends is he axe kicks him to the stomach, but as the foot's going down, it like grazes his cup. And like that disc, I don't know if the actual hit of the solar plates is what, Tofik Mozai was complaining about or the graze of the cup. And I believe the problem lies is that they had his cornerman translate. Bellator should have a neutral translator on standby to tell him everything that he needs to hear. Because if you tell his cornerman to do it, his cornerman is going to tell him. I can't tell you exactly what his cornerman told him, but I guarantee you it's not exactly what the ref was saying to him. That's why they need a neutral translator. Job Tuesday for these situations, in my opinion. But that's just me, bro. That is just me. But so now Tofik Mozaev is out of the tournament. In the main event, Usman Nurmagomedov defeats Benson Henderson by rear naked choke submission. I mean, I will always I will say this until he loses. But this guy is the best fighter at 155 pounds in all of MMA. He's the best fighter. If you're going to tell me Islam is, I bet you if they were to fight, if they weren't training partners, Islam would beat him. I mean, Usman would beat him. Okay? Because Usman's stand-up is way better than Islam's. And I believe their wrestling is on par. So, that's all I got to say on that. As a result, Benson Henderson retired because he did say, I signed a new contract with Bellator, but if I were to lose... I'm just going to retire. I can see why he did that because since he's out of the tournament, the title's held up for like a year. He's like, what am I going to do, fight until my contract runs out? He wanted to fight to retire as champion. That's what he wanted to do, man. So congratulations to Benson on a great career. I remember watching him in WEC. When I would come home from school, they would have it on in the afternoon, so I would watch it. And it was reruns. It wasn't even like live events. And then I remember ordering the first WC pay-per-view event. The co-main event was him and Donald Cerrone going at it for the belt for a second time. And him beating him by guillotine. So congratulations, Benson. Now it's time for his wife to fight, right? He's going to focus all his energy on other fighters. Mainly his wife, but he said that he will help around the gym. So we shall see what happens. But let's go back to Usman Nurmagomedov. This guy, he's going to fight the winner of the Brett Primus and 
What's the, the other guy's name? I forget his name. On to Banawi and Brett Primus. So, Usman's gonna fight the winner of this fight, and then Alexander Shabli will fight the winner of AJ McKee and Patricky Pitbull. So now, Alexander Shabli is really the dark horse because that Tofik Mozayab Alexander Shabli fight, that was the dark horse matchup, and since he won, he really is the dark horse now, but we shall see what happens. I can't wait for the semifinal matchups. Well, all the first round matchups, because it's not a guarantee that AJ will run through Pitbull, right? Like, that's another one. And I don't understand why they haven't announced it. I don't understand why they haven't announced that. That upsets me. That upsets me. But the match they want to make for the final is AJ McKee versus Usman Nurmagomedov. Like, people are already saying AJ's going to win this tournament, no problem. And I, that's why I, like, tell everybody to slow down because these are some killers here, okay? Some killers. Just because they don't have the name doesn't mean they're not killers, all right? So everybody needs to chill out. Chill out. So let's move on to UFC Fight Night. Jan versus Dwalish Willie. Dwalish Willie. Sorry about that. Marab Dwalish Willie defeats Peter Jan. Alexander Volkov defeats Alexander Romanov. Nikita Krilov defeats Ryan Spann. Jonathan Martinez defeats Saeed Nurmagomedov. Mario Bautista defeats Guarino Cantini. And that's cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And David Grant defeated Rafael Sunsau via inverted triangle, which then led to Rafael Sunsau retiring. Congratulations, Rafael Sunsau. We had two legends retire this past weekend, man. It's nuts. Um... I want to talk about this Jonathan Martinez-Sayin Nurmagomedov fight. I thought Sayin Nurmagomedov had won, but they gave it to Jonathan Martinez. Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. Dude, what a beast Nikita Krylov is. How old is this guy? He has to be at least 30, right? 31. He just turned 31, too, on the 7th of March. So we shall see what where that guy goes next. Dude, I can't I wait. Cannot wait. To see what this guy does next. He's becoming one of my fighters to watch. Nikita Krylov. So what I want to see him do now. He has to fight up right. He fought down for this fight. But now he needs to fight up. Let's see. Nikita Krylov is 6. Johnny Walker is going to fight Anthony Smith. Nikita Krylov already beat Johnny Walker. So Nikita Krylov should call out either Alexander Rakage Or Jan Blakovich. And I think he did call out Jan Blakovich. Now that I remember, let me let me make sure. Where did I see it? Here. Yeah. If I with Blakovich, it's better than if I with Magomed. Magomed. I know Akilayev. It's not like we're necessary friends, but we just know each other. We're pals. So for me, it would be more favorable to fight Blakovich. Okay. Now that I said that, let me see where Blakovich. So Blakovich is number three. So he's not even thinking about Alexander Rakic. But that would be a good fight. Alexander Rakic or Jan Blakovich would be good for him. That'd be good. Because then you have to see how Johnny Walker versus Anthony Smith plays out. I'll tell you one thing. If Johnny Walker wins, he should not be catapulted over Nikita Krylov. Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. I'm going to tell you guys something. I was really impressed with Alexander Volkov because I didn't think he was going to be able to do what he did to this guy. Because Alexander Romanov is the man. Okay? Like, I always see that guy do stuff, but... 
I'm gonna tell you another thing. Alexander Romanov looked like he was out of shape. Like he looked like he had a belly, and then Alexander Volkov hit him with something that you could see like his face changed once he got hit with it. He's like, oh my god, what do I do? This guy hits me again with that. It's over. So I'm like, what what's going on here? So congratulations to Alexander Volkov. What's next for him? Where is he? He's seven right now. I mean, you can have him fight Taitui Basa. I don't think they would give him Tom Aspinall or Curtis Blades because these guys beat him pretty soundly. But have him fight Taitui Basa. See what happens there. I mean, th- that guy. That guy's awesome, bro. How old is he now? I gotta go see how old he is because he's getting better. He's thirty-four. I say he has two more good years in him. Two more good years, and we'll see what happens. But those kicks were were crazy. And then once he just got on top of him, the ref the ref had no choice but to stop it. It was a crazy fight, man. It was a crazy, 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 crazy fight. Rob Wallace really versus Peter Yan, fifty forty five across the board for the machine. Rob Wallace really. Congratulations to him. Um. Dana White is giving him a hard time because he's saying, uh, I wouldn't wait. I don't know what he's thinking. Let's see. And stuff like that. But if, because I, I understand what the problem the UFC doesn't want is if Marab goes in, like, look, who's left after he beat Peter? Because I believe he, he's going to just be under Sean O'Malley. So let's look. He actually went over Sean O'Malley. So now it goes Corey Sanhagen, Peter Yan, Marlon Vera, Sean O'Malley, and now it's Marab. So I believe the only guys he has not been from this list are, well, there's still a bunch of guys. And then there's still Umar. Like, Umar's the dark horse in all this, man. Because you can have Marab fight Sean O'Malley, but what if he beats him? You can have Marab fight Marlon Vera. He already beat Peter. What if he beats him, you know? Then you would have he would have a victory over one. Two, three, the top four guys, the top three guys behind him. And then the other thing is, I don't like these articles that these people are writing. Like, look, how should former UFC champ Peter Young proceed with career after one and four slump? Is he really one and four? Like, he beat Corey Sanhagen and then he went to unify the belts with, with Aljamain Sterling. And a lot of people thought Peter won those fights, okay? And if you're counting the DQ loss, like, stop it. You better stop right now. It says, former champ Peter Yam finds himself at something of a crossroads after losing four of five fights since dropping the Bantamweight title. Four of five. Yan, 16 and five, eight and four. And the UFC rough stretch continued on Saturday when he suffered a lopsided unanimous decision lost to Rob Wallace, really, in the UFC Fight Night 221 headliner. It was just two years ago that Jan had the undisputed 135 belt in his possession. It looked like he might have it for a long reign in store. Fast forward to the current day, and No Mercy is in the midst of a 1-4 skid, all a bit with a number of controversial results in that stretch. Okay, at least they're acknowledging that. No matter the circumstances, though, Jan's position is not a desirable one, and his next fight is going to be a critical step in the overall picture of his career. How should he proceed? Okay, and then there's this other thing because there's this rumor that Peter wants to go to one championship. 
So I don't know if at this point Peter would just fight out his contract and then like not to resign and just go to one championship. I don't know. That's on Peter. But wherever Peter fights, I'm going to watch because he's one of my favorite fighters. He's one of my favorite fighters and I like his style. And I'm going to tell you something. What really helped Marab in this fight was his leg kick because then Peter couldn't because Peter's very good at switching stances. He couldn't switch stances. So, like, Marab knew where everything was coming from one side. But Peter also did very well in the defensive portion because even though Marab took him down many times, he couldn't really do anything with him. But, like, it was just the relentless pace that I guess eventually wore on Peter. But we shall see, man. I'm telling you, like, I wouldn't mind seeing these guys fight again eventually. I don't know if it will happen, but eventually if they fight again, I'm definitely watching. Definitely watching. But that one and four, get out of here with that garbage roll, please. Please. Get out of here with that. So, next from, like I said, next from a Rob would probably be O'Malley if they give it to him. But I think they will because they're pumping up O'Malley to be this next star. So they want him to fight for the bell. But at the same time, I don't know how long they're going to wait to give him another fight because they officially announced that May 6th is going to be Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. Like I told you guys last time, like that was the, the current plan, but now that's official. And I believe they're going to have Sean as the official backup. So I don't know how long they'll keep him sidelined if they'll ask Marab, hey, will you fight on this card? Because he can. Like He hardly took any damage in that fight. So I don't know if he's willing to fight Sean in May. If he is, he's just going to make the UFC mad because if he goes in there and beats Sean, which he's very capable of doing, because I believe Peter beat Sean, and I believe Peter beat Aljamain Sterling. And I believe Marab will beat Aljamain Sterling, too, because yes, Aljamain's a human backpack, but Marab's a machine, man. I'm saying he's the only reason he's, he's not fighting for the title next is because he doesn't want to. But he's the legitimate number one contender. He is. Yes, he is. So what's next for Peter? You could have him fight Dominic Cruz or Rob Font or the loser of Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Vera. I'm telling you, Peter's still very competitive. It's just that, one, he starts off really slow. Rob is a machine, and I don't know how the judges gave it to Sean O'Malley. I honestly don't. It upsets me. I mean, it shouldn't upset me, but it upsets me when that happens. Not because I don't like Sean or anything. It's just like, if the, if the roles were reversed, I would say it upsets me that Sean lost that fight because if he deserves to win, he deserves to win. You know? Is Jonathan Martinez, Saeed Namangomeda fight? I want to know what these judges were looking at. Saeed clearly won this fight. Again, this is another one of those fights, but like, I don't like to harp on it too much because it's not Jonathan Martinez's fault. It's these judges I have a problem with, not with Jonathan. I don't have a problem with him. He did what he had to do. But we shall see what happens. I believe he'll be back. I'm more interested in what Peter's going to do next because I honestly believe what he'll let happen is his contract will run out and he's going to go to one. That's what I think is going to happen. That's what I think is going to happen. Let's see what else I got for you guys. We already talked about Yam versus Wallace really. Um, one thing I forgot to say the last time when I was talking to you guys is that the Ultimate Fighter is going to air on ESPN first. Like, it's going to be on ESPN Plus as well, but it's going to air on ESPN first. So, that makes me wonder, 
like, are all the swear words going to be taken out? Or are they going to have, like, two versions ready to go? One with the censoring for ESPN. And then one with the uncensored version on ESPN+. Plus. Because I'm not going to sit there and watch commercials. I'd rather just sit there, wait for it to finish airing, and then I'm going to go on ESPN Plus and watch it. Of course, they're doing it because it's Connor, right? And Connor will bring in views, and it'll help ESPN's numbers. But I'm going to watch it on ESPN Plus. That's all I'm saying about that. Now, let's go over my picks. Even though I don't want to, because I did... I don't think I did horrible, but I don't think I did great either. But let's see. I had Jan. He lost. I had Volkov. He won. I had Nikita Krylov. He won. And I had Nurmagomedov. He lost. So for the UFC, I went 2-2. Two two. Nurmagomedov, uh, Usman, this is Bellator now. He won. Muzayev lost. Moldowski lost. And Paige lost. So for the weekend, I went 4-4. Four and four. So overall, that brings my score to, I should write it down, but I, I just haven't. So, okay, 4-4, four and four. and then right here, Jones won, Valentino lost. So out of 11 fights, I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So 8 plus 4 is 12, and I got 1, I got 12 and 7. Okay, so with those two cards, 12 and 7. And then over here, I went 1 and 1, so 13 and 8. So my official score for all the cards I bet on or given picks for, I'm 15 and 8 overall. And we will do picks on Thursday for UFC 286 that we're going to talk about right now. But I'm telling you that Tofik Mosiah, like, come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. How are you going to let that decide the fight? Like, dude, really? Ugh. Man, that upsets me, man. It does because I was pumping this guy up and he loses like that. What? What? Man, that sucks. That sucks. Okay, but let's get into it. Um. UFC 286, Leon Edwards will take on Kamaru Usman for the welterweight belt. Justin Gaethje will take on Rafael Fazib. Gunnar Nelson will take on Brian Barberina, who's taking it on short notice. He's stepping in because it was originally supposed to be Danny Rodriguez. Jennifer Mayo will fight Casey O'Neill. Marvin Vittorio will fight Roman Dolice. Jack Shore will fight Mr. Finland. That's about it, right? Yeah, those are... The good fights for the MDL. Oh no, and then Mohammed Mokaya will fight Fel Bilio. Bilio? Yeah, can't wait for that fight. I like Mohammed Mokaev. But let's look at it Leon Edwards versus Kamar Usman. I mean, if you take the first two, you know Kamar's technically the better fighter. But now, what the question becomes is because Leon was able to separate Kamaru from his senses at the last second. Is that going to play a factor into the preparation of this fight? Or if he's just going to go in there and be like, nah, I got caught. As long as I watch out for the head kick, I'll win. Is it going to make him change his style and make him fight more of a wrestling-based style where he's going to go for more takedowns instead of standing with him? Or is he going to mix it up so well that Leon's not going to know what to do? Like, that's the question here. Because how old is Kamaru? Kamaru's 35. He doesn't have long 
left, I don't feel. Like, it's even rumored that he might retire by this year. Because let's say he beats Leon. Like, what's left for him to do? Let's look at the, the rankings, and I'll tell you. He's already beat Colby twice. I mean, he could fight Hamza, but that's a crazy fight right there. There's Bulah. He already beat Gilbert. There's Shavka. He would destroy Steven Thompson. He would destroy Jeff Neal. Sean Brady, he would destroy. He destroyed Masvidal twice already. Like, there's only about three guys that I would say, okay, I have a hard time giving him this fight. But he already beat Gilbert. Bulal Muhammad, I feel he would beat. I'm talking about Usman here. Hamza Chimaev, that's a hard one. Like, Shafkan and Hamza are the only question marks I have here. But if you can get through those guys, what else is there for Kamaru to do? I mean, go up to 185. That's Israel's division because there's also rumors that Alex Pereira isn't planning on staying at 185 for very much longer. Like, it could be this Izzy fight right now in April if he wins. And then, deuces to the division, I'm going to light heavyweight because I don't want to cut so much weight. Right, so what's left for Usman to do? I don't think he'll go up to 185 because I believe those guys are going to be too big for him. Like, if he were to win, and then you fight Hamza, and then fight Shavka, and then retire. That's what I would do. But then for Leon Edwards, if he wins this fight, I mean, like, he could fight Colby, he could fight Hamza, he could fight Bilal because they had that one fight that ended the way it did. He could fight Gilbert, Shavka, he could fight Steven Thompson. That'd be a chess match, right? That would be. And then Rafael Fazi versus Justin Gaethje. I cannot wait for that fight. That fight is violence written all over it. And everybody remember, they're fighting in the UK, so the pay-per-view is going to be like at midday here. That's when the pay-per-view starts. But Rafael Fazi versus Justin Gaethje, that's a crazy fight. That's a crazy fight. I believe Rafael Fazi will... If the, the happy punch Justin shows up, Rafael Fazib takes it no problem. But if the methodical Justin shows up, I don't know who's going to win that fight because that fight is nuts. That fight's nuts, right? But if Rafael Fazib starts catching him and then it makes Justin trigger happy, like, what can you do? What can you do? Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberina. For me, Brian Barberina, he needs to stay away from Gunnar Nelson on the ground because if Gunnar Nelson takes him down, he will choke him out, okay? Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. Jennifer Maya is the underdog, but I like her in this fight. Again, if she takes her to the ground, she will armbar her, okay? Um, I like Marvin Vittori in this fight because I believe he's going to be too much for Roman, Roman Dulice. And then Jack Shore versus Mr. Finland. I got to go with Jack Shore on this one. But guys, that's all I got for you. Stay safe. Stay um dry. Um, remember the opinion episode is coming at, by the end of the week. And then next week, I believe there's only going to be one show because I have to go get my wisdom teeth taken out next week. So I'll be able to do one show, but that's about it. But deuces, guys, later. Much love. Stay safe. And... Remember, you always got a friend in me. Peace.